my brother mm-hmm. how are you doing we are, i am so good right now eric we are so back episode 242 of think fresh podcast i always come in hard and then i uh, i'm really excited by the end of the episode i'm usually tired but right now i'm i'm on a hot i just mm-hmm. ate like an incredible salad <laughs> it had carrots oh, wow. it has shredded beets whenever you get beets in a salad i think that's a luxury because beets are so messy you know i had to take my plain white t-shirt off just to shred the beets because i was worried about <laughs> splattage which would be absolutely hilarious if you're like could i get like the chipotle southwest sauce and then the artist is like okay one second and then they like take their shirt off to like squirt it (laughs) wow the exact opposite that the uniform was intended to do is to protect my sandwich from my artist's treasure trail (laughs) yeah totally (laughs) nothing nothing grosser than like an artist's like nipple hair flaking down into your foot long Mm -hmm. and we all know that the belly button is like eye level with my foot long you know what i mean it's the eye of the storm (laughs) and so i don't want like somebody's like black treasure trail like tickling (laughs) the lettuce that's sticking on my foot long and then Mm -hmm. who knows maybe i make him laugh and a little tiny lint pops out of the belly button and lands inside of my sandwich yeah that sounds awful it is the black olive of the human body. Um, if like I'm actually even a little nervous when I order the vegetable options or the protein options that are the closest to me as a customer because they are the farthest from the artist. So they are extending their arm all the way over all the other buckets. And that tummy, that little beer gut, that little lean gut is drooping <laughs> on my foot long. Just drooping. Mm. There's a potential for a little bit of cross contamination there, from belly yeah. to bread. Absolutely, and you're, you already know the artist is not contracting their core when they're reaching across the line. Mm. Um, so that that uh, BMT gut is swooping low. It's flying at low altitude, and mm-hmm. there's a chance that it might <laughs> scrape the top of your foot long. It might take off some herbs and cheese while it's there. Too. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Much a like a low dusting. flying airline. Yeah, dusting mm-hmm. the tops of the trees. They're dusting the mm-hmm. shreddis on top of my foot long. Yeah, in the aviation industry, they call that a ground strike. <laughs> Do they? Wow. <laughs> Captain Eric coming to us. He's flying in hot today. But yeah, don't really like that. <laughs> I took my shirt off for this beet salad because I needed to protect the um, the mm-hmm. white tea at all costs. Yeah, like like when Future said, like, I'm scared the beating... Pete ain't got on his shirt because he was hit close range, Ty. Oh, shit. Yeah. He's yeah, seen dude. some shit. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. I uh... Walk me through the rest of the salad. So we're talking beets. We're talking, I, I presume, kale. I'm going to guess a little feta and walnut action. Really close. Romaine, blue cheese, and walnut. Oh, <laughs> I know you a little too well, you know, three episodes, yeah, three years and 250 episodes. I know what kind of salad this guy's munching on these. This is yeah, my yeah. veggie, my veggie Virgo right here. Mm, what you missed, though, Eric, and a key feature of this salad was the wait, wait it's the raspberry vinaigrette. Ooh, I did do raspberries yesterday. Damn. Today's salad, <laughs> crispy chickpeas. Oh, of mm-hmm. course, dude. This guy loves a little bit of crunch. We all know he likes to add a little fried onion to his foot long. Yeah. He also adds yeah. some walnut or fried chickpeas to a sandwich or salad. Mm-hmm. And mm. 
What else is crunchy in your life? Mm -hmm. Dude, it's your, chickpea all the way. I'm goo goo for the garbanzo. <laughs> Even when I eat a, drink an espresso martini, a little little cheeky crunch on the bean at the end. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you ever just take? Mm -hmm. a, do you ever just pop one of those three little guys in your mouth? Just want to know what happens. Just see how it feels. Oh yeah, dude. Um, when I'm making an espresso martini, I'll pop one of those black coffee beans straight into my mouth. It's like a <laughs> it's like a tic tac, but you know, makes you ready to take on the evening, you know? <laughs> it's like a tic tac, but it makes your breath smell worse. <laughs> exactly. It's like the venom exactly. of tic tacs. Mm hmm mm hmm Like the evil totally. shadow. Interesting. Totally. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um okay, so what what else what else we got here for lunch salad what what's what's for uh what's the combo are you eating chips and a drink or cookie perhaps uh dude salad days mac demarco i did have a late day croissant that kind of fulfilled <laughs> the the le croissant le croissant the my bread intake because anybody that eats subway understands that you need to have a like you can't just have no bread in your life like you can't do the keto ting. You have to intake a certain amount of like empty carbs a day for your stomach to not like my stomach will start doing like, like wrestle. It'll start fighting itself. It'll turn on itself if I don't mm -hmm. eat bread. So mm -hmm. by like 2 p.m. today, my stomach was starting to dance and I thought, damn, I need a croissant real bad. That's the only thing that'll fix me after a certain point. Mm -hmm. This is literally the same thing in my relationship, Ty. <laughs> It, my relationship is always really close to imploding when I go a long time without buying a croissant for my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's always a good band-aid fix. Facts. The Apano chocolate is like, I know you were mad at me, but don't, <laughs> we're going to be okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like the croissant's like a good default kind of like, hey, hey babe, got you this. Mm -hmm. But when you know, you know, it's like you're down bad when you go for the almond, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure we get the almond croissant. It's like I fucked up, and we need to just move <laughs> past it, you know. Yeah, she's turning to other other means to like <laughs> feel fulfilled. But to the, any bakers <laughs> listening, if you see a guy in your bakery ordering more than one croissant or a one of the croissant varietals, um, check in on them. Make sure they're okay. They're probably mm -hmm. in trouble. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the unfortunate thing, Ty, is I live way too close to a specialty croissant bakery. Mm. And it's like one of these places that it only exists to um, sell to like high, high rollers, you know, it's like their storefront barely exists. It's kind of like a catering service almost. Um, mm. They only recently started selling it out the door. And it's like $8 for a croissant that is like meticulously crafted to not have mm. any like wrinkles or folds in it it's like it's like if you drew a cartoon croissant that's what it would look like cool no defects it's like no straight defects. from foxconn factory mm -hmm. exactly you, you do a little unboxing of it <laughs> yeah exactly a little chinese man killed himself after <laughs> making <laughs> this for me but that's how you know how good it is ty they mm -hmm. <laughs> they peaked <laughs> peaked yeah dude it was croissant or die for them or both croissant and die mm -hmm. literally so, to die for <laughs> to die for uh that sounds great i love like a perfect like i feel like i'm not that picky with my baking like i don't really care i i, I like a better quality bread obviously and but like 
all cookies are good in my book. I've never had a bad cookie. You never have a bad slice of cake. You can never have a bad, mm-hmm. bad muffin, you know, like they're all fine. But all croissants, fine. croissants, I'm like, I think it's because they're French. So it inspires a certain ton of snootiness when um, trying them. And like, But like you can have an unpalatable croissant, maybe. I don't know. I always only have mm. good ones, but I feel like I'm mm-hmm. okay. My theory or that all baking is always good. <laughs> probably still stands for croissants but i feel the necessary yeah it's just like this need to critique them to a higher standard yeah i don't know why is it because they're french Mm. i think um i think you might be on something because a croissant at its best is life-changing it's sex in your mouth it's a french kiss you know what i mean but when Mm. you are a a croissant Mm -hmm. at its worst Mm -hmm. it's just a slice of bread this is a lot about bread if you think about it. <laughs> it's the worst possible <laughs> croissant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you get the Costco like six pack, that's a um that's like a pack of bread, basically. That's only good for slicing in half, making a croissant sandwich, and then putting the air fryer. Like that's oh, what dude, that yeah. kind of croissant is made for, not for enjoying on its own with a little uh cortadito. Cortado and a cigaretto. Uh, exactly. yeah, I agree with that. Like, I think the sandwich artists or I guess bakery artists at Costco, they just take normal slices of white bread and then they just twist them in their hands until it becomes the croissant shape. And then they carton them <laughs> up and put them out. I'm convinced that's what they do. Maybe a little brush of oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely right, Ty. Wow. Oh. Um, speaking <laughs> of being uh, pretentious about food, this week I went to canada's best restaurant for dinner oh is that why you went i was really confused why you felt the need to tell me about this place i just assumed there was another restaurant in vancouver but how is this the best the restaurant how is this the best restaurant in vancouver who who decides who dare they dude i don't know <laughs> who decides this but there's lists and they're at the top of them the, the restaurant's called published as one michelin star so the michelin man approved it oh. but um yeah, so I thought I should probably be a part of this food scene. I've had the worst restaurant in Vancouver, which is the Subway on Cordova and Princess. <laughs> Cordova <laughs> and what? Princess? Is that? No, that's not right. It's around there. It's Powell and like Heatley or something. Powell that's and Heatley. The... Yeah, that sounds more right. It's the one that's like literally inside of a median it's like you you, the road forks at the subway you know yeah you have to cross a two-lane road to just get in the subway Mm -hmm. no sidewalks (laughs) no sidewalks lead to the subway yet there's no Mm drive-through you have to park there in their designated parking lot it's incredible yeah so that's like the bottom of the tomato bucket and this is supposed to be the cream of the tomato bucket um, Have you been to Boathouse, Ty? <laughs> I would say that's yeah. probably the bottom of the bucket. I would rather eat this. at that subway than the Boathouse. Facts. Okay, yeah, Boathouse sucks. Um, but Boathouse sucks only because they're trying to propagate fine dining while like serving you yam fries. They're like, mm. <laughs> would you like some $32 yam fries? But that's what Cactus Club does effortlessly and to perfection. You know? It's because Cactus Club has like classic Drake hits bumping and like a big ass <laughs> bottle of like Moet and Chandon like sitting by the entrance. Like they're trying to appeal to like more of a party atmosphere where Boathouse is trying to appeal to like a, a like a snoozy like 
um, up, upper class old person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know, Ty. I think fries are the poor man's <laughs> indulgence at any fine restaurant. Like every single like amazing restaurant on earth has a steak frites. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. And it's like a guilty little pleasure. It's like, yeah, I'll dabble in the, you know, poor people's world. Peasants, potatoes, yeah. But like <laughs> exactly. as a as a poor person going to a nice <laughs> restaurant, when you get the steak frites, I like to consider that like a class reveal because you're alluding to the server that the portion size here is not going to be enough. And until you have the potato that you love, you will not feel satisfied. yeah it's like i don't know what to do with myself if i'm not sticking my hands into a bowl and then dipping Mm. that same hand into some aioli you know totally like if you can go into like a five-star dining establishment and go go in and go out with never having to touch the cutlery you like got away with Mm -hmm. all handhelds through the night that's pretty (laughs) impressive (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so okay you went to the best restaurant in vancouver Mm-hmm. walk me walk me through it from from tip to tail ty did you you know book online did you call in was it a walk up great question Scary i had a book online uh the talk app the cursed talk app charged me 60 bucks for a reservation oh, refundable of course but i had to do it about three four weeks in advance um pretty hard to get a table mm. Uh, weirdly empty though when I was in there so I don't know <laughs> if everyone cancelled they're making so much money off of non-refundable reservations if that's the case <laughs> uh, Wow! walking up to the restaurant um, green flag they shared a wall with an Aesop so I knew we were in for um, oh. a good time or like at this least is, a good so this atmosphere. must be uh, like main and like 27th or something correcto you're like the uh the G- geo guy over here directing like, google the maps geo right wizard. now mm-hmm. yeah it's like can you locate this estranged uh aesop like Dude. one second yes <laughs> could probably id an aesop just based off of like a like the location based off a single mm-hmm. picture of their facade for sure yeah but... tell me their top three materials used and i'll tell you which city it's in mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> uh... you're telling me co- copper and brick oh that's soul <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, cork and timber, that is gas <laughs> town. But, okay, so walk past the Aesop. The aroma is obviously amazing, and uh, not because of the food, but because of the like the bergamot rind nearby. Um, mm. You know, the hand lotion outside. design greatness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was a smart move for them as far as, like, setting expectations. Walk in the door. Weirdly casual environment. Um, like, they fell into like a there's like this new trope of restaurant design which is like deep blue tones with gold accents and they were doing that are you familiar with that look Mm -hmm. yeah that's like christmas 2014 vibe you know yeah dude like upside down (laughs) tree era (laughs) yeah i was when we stopped putting angels on top of the christmas tree and went with like nothing you know just minimal look Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm so I feel like it's a pretty common vibe for like a new like a cocktail bar would do this. It, it had even had like the ornate trim where you they like framed out an area on the wall, like single toned trim, same color as wall paint. But then they didn't put anything in the frame. So you just have these kind of like uh, ornate wall trimmings around. Um, Meaning like a like a picture frame. 
Yeah, kinda, but like nothing in it. So, hold on a second. So, this is like, how do you um, include art on the wall without having the ugly art there? It's like we want mm. the minimal version, just the ornate mm. gold frame. I think the idea is just to imagine what the art should be, and or like maybe they they got a VR program I don't know about an AR program. <laughs> the QR code. You, have to, you actually have to point your phone at it, and then it'll show yeah. you the specials. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a dope idea for a specials menu, actually. Um, yeah, exactly. Pocket that one. Uh, but other than that, atmosphere is weirdly casual, Eric. It was mostly high top tables, open bar, um, no no like tablecloths. It was just like. Very, very humble. Um, lots of natural light. It was quite nice. I was happy with it because I was expecting for something of this caliber to be a bit more stuffy, like the boathouse. Mm. Um, <laughs> the, the more boathouse slander, the better. Um, fuck yeah, that dude. place, honestly. That place, but, that place needs to go. Yeah, dude. Um, that thing needs to <laughs> drop its anchor somewhere in the middle of the Pacific. Um, yeah. Sail away from I, here, though. I want to talk to you about restaurants with just like bad or like industrials type names published mm. on main collective goods. <laughs> yeah. Like what is, what's with these like grocery store names for like high-end restaurants that have Michelin stars? Is this like the newest trend for dining? I don't know how they come up with these names. Like, it's it's almost like they're looking around for like like what what are the cues? I think it's they're looking for cues within their own urban design is actually what I think is happening here. They're like like the person that's naming it is probably someone closely connected to the kitchen, like maybe the executive chef or like the restaurateur is trying to like make the helping with the um cuisine program. So they're like looking around the kitchen, being like, "This is our inspiration," and they they're like, "We should call." our restaurant like hanging pot rack or gas stove you know like th mm. if they're if they spend all their time in that kitchen that's where they're going to be inspired by so restaurants like men like like they should just call the restaurant menu at this point that'd be a great name well there was one or no wait that's a skate shop i think <laughs> it yeah, got skate shop. like 10 years ago um yeah that's fascinating um but I don't know what it is. Just the name itself makes me like trust their cuisine a little bit less for some reason. I know. You know what I mean? It's really yeah. It's kind of like like there's a restaurant uh, downtown Seattle called Conversations, and it's like kind of a similar like vibe inside. I think it's this <laughs> vibe of restaurant actually. <laughs> it's the gold trim, royal blue paint, and like. Like the server has like a twisty mustache. <laughs> That's the vibe. Mm -hmm. I <laughs> oh yeah, twisty mustache restaurants. Damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th like, I think it almost like it kind of like kills 20, the vibe. 20, uh, it's like a. It's like what, what what would like a butcher look like in like twenty twenty? You know what I mean? It's like they would be like very thoughtful and like <laughs> um they have like mm -hmm. the jowned apron. You know what I mean? And the twisty mustache, and then like Solomon's. <laughs> like that. Yeah, dude. That's the vibe. It's but they also slaughter animals. It's like I think I think the entire aesthetic I would call non-binary butcher because they're kind of like <laughs> not really they're not really playing into any of the tropes of the deli or the butchery. They have a new take on it for a new world and, and they they don't like the labels, you know. 
Mm-hmm. That's yeah, kind of what's them, happening. It's here. not Pride Month; it's Pride Forever. Mm-hmm, exactly. But overall, I like the aesthetic, despite this critique. That I was happy with it because I did. It felt like there was still like an energy in the room, a bit of a buzz, um, and I felt very comfortable there because it was casual. I I was. I didn't have like the whole like head to toe Tom Brown tux on, so I was uh, in my casual era, and they accommodated that very kindly. Mm, okay, mm-hmm. so walk me through the fit. What, how casual are we talking? Are we talking like Air Drake sweats or? <laughs> oh, we... not that casual, my friend. <laughs> I think okay, I was rocking a uh, just like a black Fury collared shirt. Um, gray linen pants and the common project sneakers that I wear every you occasion. Just described, <laughs> just described my life. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we, weren't, we, we wanted to look fresh, but not too refined. You wanted to look fresh, but not sandwich artist fresh. I get it. Yeah, totally. totally. Uh, look fresh as the sandwich artists say. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you a bit about the, the dining program there, Eric. I got quite a few dishes, share style, of course. Any restaurant that isn't doing share style in 2023 is missing out on the trend of the century. Mm-hmm. Not only the trend of the century, but the upsell of the century. Because mm-hmm. I'm ordering like twice as much food because I have to like share the burden with someone else. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm, I want to try the um, the mixed fried seafood, and I want to try the um, you know ragu. You know what I mean? I can't mm-hmm. just pick one. But I can offload some of that responsibility to someone else. Totally. But even more likely is that you and your table are not going to align on the same things anyways. So you're just going to end up ordering more things so that everyone gets to try something they like. Mm-hmm. Like some of you are like, like if you say, I want the beef crudo and I say, I don't really want that. I really want the, I don't know, the baked carrots. Then, but both of us also are into like their, the, I don't know their morels or something like a mush a mushroom dish then we'd probably end up getting all three when really we only needed the two right mm-hmm. you're absolutely right um i'm looking at this just google album of photos here and i'm kind of picking up the vibe that this place was like has the same interior designer as case Tando. can you confirm or deny this i actually don't know I do know that uh, it was started by the man that opened Twin Sales Brewery in Port Moody, where you're, you're living, um, <laughs> and Bar Susu downtown. Oh, these are two places that I've heard of. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Um, I need to like refresh my inner catalog of like very trendy um, places to eat in Vancouver that are like designed mm-hmm. for like hot young people that mm-hmm. like wear like tabby boots and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. and smoke Hestias on the patio in between courses. How can I, <laughs> how can I keep this list up to date? Any ideas for me? I mean, I think there's probably some good Instagram accounts for this, like for just cu- curating that for you. Like you shouldn't have to curate anything in 2023, either an AI or another human with more time on their hands is going to do it for you. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right. That's why we have another person make our sandwich, Eric. Got to buy your time back. But um, another thing that would help, honestly, is that what we need is we need built-in air tags on every pair of tabby boots sold, 
And then we need that data publicly accessible so we can see where they are accumulating. Mm-hmm. And then you can just like see the hotspots on the, like the snap map or something. Mm-hmm. It's actually great advice. Um, they could be the like first, motion first activated. Map. <laughs> um, keep a keep a tabby on me. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, yeah, it can be motion activated. You know, as soon as you slip those fuckers on, or maybe as soon as you put your Hestia in between the split toe to take mm-hmm. a tumbler pick, then it activates like a notification, a push notification to everyone around you. Um, just so you're aware, like, okay, there's some content, some high level, um, tasteful content creation happening at this address, mm-hmm. you know, tap mm-hmm. in. That is tasteful to put the cigarette between the toesies. <laughs> it absolutely is. Um, Yo. walk me through this, uh, like ordering process here. I'm looking at all these photos, Ty. I'm seeing lots of seafood. I'm seeing lots of red meat. Um, no baked yeah, carrots yeah. have crossed my eyes yet. But I'm curious to know what you'd ordered. Yeah, I'd love to drop the whole menu right now. Um, they recommended five dishes between me and LP. It was really hard to choose because their plating looks fantastic. They have a photo for every single uh, meal, which is atypical to fine dining. But I really, Ooh. it really excited me because they did such an incredible job of plating each thing that I thought like, oh, I, I got to try that. That looks otherworldly. But I'll drop I'll drop the menu. Uh, bee pollen milk buns to start. Uh, oh, shit. It, was, it was just like a little little rump of dough with uh, bee pollen and whipped butter on it. It's quite good. Um, oh, after I think that, I saw this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I need to show you right now because this immediately caught my eye, Ty, and I I thought like you know what I need to try one of these. Hell yeah. You know I'm a bun boy, so the minute I saw it on the menu, that it was an instant add to cart. Yeah, that's the one. Those are the milk oh, buns. Dude. It Dude, looks they were like glossy, the... they were fine. Mm-hmm. It looks like the cutest little bubble butt. <laughs> I just want to <laughs> gobble it up. Yeah, milk bun butt. <laughs> Dude, yeah, and that, that rump was it was fluffy, it was mm, sweet, it was really nice. After that, mm-hmm. I hit the iceberg salad, which had a pepperoncini dill dressing and some blue cheese. Not unlike <laughs> what I had for lunch today, semi-inspired oh. by it. But what this, what made this iceberg salad so good was that the pepperoncini dill dressing just had so much like heat that like come came later in the dish. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like when you get the jalapenos, but they all end up like on one side of the foot long, or like your hot sauce that you drizzle on kind of gloops to the the tip of your foot long so those last couple of bites you just feel that heat mounting and it just makes you eat faster and you're salivating more i'm salivating even thinking about eating that foot long uh <laughs> it's kind of like that feeling and that's so craveable you know it really is <laughs> it really is and you're, yeah. and you're no stranger to replicating great meals you've had in the past at home I know you do this with finches, <laughs> salads all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Um, are you in the market for replicating this one one to one with a like huge chunk of iceberg lettuce? Yeah, dude, it's pretty ballsy for a restaurant to like serve you a salad in quotations when they've just taken a head of butter <laughs> lettuce, cut it in half, and put like the half rack of lettuce on <laughs> a plate, and then just like drizzle dressing on. It's like mm-hmm. so reductive. Um, mm-hmm. 
I'm always a little offended when they do that, but in this particular case, because of all of the other toppings and nuances, it was it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing this little um, little cute tart type thing right here, and it's got a little bit of like, if I were to describe it in subway terms, we'd understand a dollop of crispy fried onions on top, a, a sprinkling of looks like cucumber slices. On top of a nice little tart with some kind of brown, it almost looks like a molasses type. Do you know what I'm talking about? I keep seeing this pop up on Google Images. What is that? I don't know what you're talking about. You, despite a very flavorful description, I don't think I get ID the meal off that. Can I get a screen share from you? Well, here it is right now. Um, I mean, just look at this. <laughs> oh dude i did not order that it looks crazy we're looking at what looks like the leading tower of pizza if it was food and mostly crispy <laughs> onions <laughs> oh, what could that be kind of looks i have no clue yo yeah this shit's otherworldly i got okay i tried something new eric i got some f wild fiddleheads do you know what a fiddlehead is a fiddlehead um obviously you know, knowing your dietary restrictions, I'm able to narrow this down quite a lot. Um, so I'm going to guess it as a vegetable. <laughs> yeah, dude, it is. a Congratulations. Um, <laughs> unlike the vegetables at Subway, this cost money to buy. Um, the fiddlehead <laughs> is a if you take the leaf of a fern, like a wild fern in our deciduous rainforest around British Columbia, you pluck it out of the ground and you just take like the very bottom of it, like the root of it, but not quite the root, the part that's just peeking out of the ground, uh, the sprout part. Um, that's the fiddlehead. You trim that and it like rolls up like a, almost like a dead worm or dead centipede. Uh, oh, and then you sure. serve that as like rings of it. And they put that in this gourmet sauce with some chili garlic. And that was, mm, I really enjoyed that. I really, uh, I, I would fiddle with it again. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Well said, sir. Mm -hmm. um, wow, this is this is truly a culinary experience, Ty. I think like I think you probably need to spend a minimum of three hours here. Just like mm -hmm. taking in every single course. Um, obviously the obviously like, you know, letting the camera eat first, but then mm -hmm. you know, just enjoying each one of these as like its own thing. Mm -hmm. This looks pretty fantastic, not gonna lie. Yeah, the food photos really sold me on it. And it tasted as good as it looked. It genuinely did. Drink program was really reductive. Good, strong drinks, but no... Kind of like the lack of picture on the wall. Like, no ornamentation. It was just like... The espresso martini had no... Not even any froth, let alone three beans in the middle. It was very, mm -hmm. very uh, simple, I guess. But delicious. Um, all in all, happy with it. We'll go back beautiful um yeah i'm usually i'm usually not one for this like over the top food presentation more of like a you know serve it to me in a bowl <laughs> or not a bowl but like a sharing vessel give me mm -hmm. some you know utensils to put that on bay's plate first and then mine and then you know hit that family style but i gotta say this is pretty intriguing to me yeah, I think my only critique of the entire dining experience was they were too polished. Like they call themselves published. They should be called polished. 
because <laughs> they didn't really leave any space. Like, it's almost like so well polished that it, you miss a little bit of like eccentricity or emotion in the dining experience because of it. Mm. Like, it almost feels a bit robotic. Like, they, they figured out something that's objectively good. They're pursuing that. And, um, it, I don't know. It's just like there wasn't a lot of character because of that in a way. Mm-hmm. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Or like whims- whimsicalness. And that's, I, right. I really enjoy that in my dining experience because I want to, like, that's where like you create uh, memories. So it was like almost unmemorable in, in the sense that like nothing was weird or charming about it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing stood out to you. It's like caring too much about food was in a way a turnoff here you know i mean Mm -hmm. it's like you should have cared a little bit more about having some personality (laughs) but at the same time like maybe the philosophy for them as restaurateurs is to that the restaurant should be the context for a great conversation or a great experience with another person and and they did a good job of that like it's kind of set up for you to connect with somebody and the food is simply a texture around you beautifully said Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I uh, I want my restaurant, much like Subway, to remind me of itself. You know what I mean? Whenever time I go to Subway, I remember it. And mm-hmm. not because I talk about it for two hours a week. It's because when I go, there's always something interesting. When like people watch, you know, a police guy comes in, somebody gets their ass beat. Something will always happen in the Subway while you're there. And like the food is like an accessory to the experience almost. I don't care about mm-hmm. the sandwich. I'm there to witness humanity. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's true. It's a totally different dining experience. And you're so right. Like one thing Subway has done really well for themselves is they in, either inadvertently or by design have embraced a really like the Italian eccentricity or like character. Like they have all these like weird, charming quirks that like you'd expect from like an Alessi or like a like even just like even like a Gucci, the way they think about things, you know, <laughs> like they've been able to tap into that with their weird environment and people and vernacular that mm-hmm. is kind of charming in an Italian way. And it creates it creates the pa- like platform for those experiences that you're talking about. Mm-hmm, totally. I mean, who knew the Italian way would be to order 12 inches of a sandwich to go <laughs> or like do like a curbside pickup of a of a sandwich that's like like a meatball sandwich. Do 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 Italians even eat meatball sandwiches? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Anona is shaking somewhere. Yeah, dude. I don't think the Italian mind can comprehend curbside pickup. <laughs> it's, <No>. <laughs> it's not possible. I don't think so either. <laughs> dude, there's a lot of things there that they probably would. Like, one thing I was thinking is, like, the gloves. Italians would never put, like, plastic gloves on their hands to make the meal. They'd be in their, like, skin contact, mm-hmm. you know? Like mm-hmm. like a Long natty meals. winery, like, skin on grape. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, yeah. in a way... Eric, the plastic glove is a symbol. It's a symbol that Subway HQ doesn't trust the hygiene of their own employees. Isn't mm. that kind of crazy? I actually think, well, yeah, it is. 
<laughs> but I was thinking it was more of like a, a device for implicit consent <laughs> to touch mm. the sandwich because the sandwich is not consenting to these artists to handle them the way they do. And obviously, obviously Subway is a leftist um, yeah. restaurant. <laughs> okay, but you walking through the doors of Subway is implicit consent that, hey, you can fondle my foot long. Like, because if mm, I want, I didn't want you to fondle my foot long, I would just make a sandwich at home where no one can touch it. So, like, mm-hmm. why do we need protection? The protection is because there's a lack of trust here. Do you, okay. As <laughs> patron to patron, do you trust your artist barehanded, like, fingers on foot long? Or is that a no-go? Would you, would you let it happen? If they said... If they said, Eric, can I take the gloves off today? <laughs> Would you say, yes, <laughs> yes, mommy, make it happen? Hell no, bro. Don't come near my sandwich with those stinky little fingers. I don't know where they've been. Um, I don't I don't trust it one bit, Ty. Um, I don't trust that my artist is going to pull out in time to make my sandwich without gloves. And I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Is there a threshold where like at a certain point the number of tattoos on the artist's arm change your perspective no i think it's the price point like if somebody charged 45 dollars for a sandwich i would say like you can slap your dick on it, <laughs> it <doesn't matter. laughs> i trust you <laughs> i trust you you clearly know what you're doing um feel free to do whatever you want to my my deli meats yeah that's fair i guess so uh it's pretty funny that like we give so much like artistic freedom for to high cost things like mm-hmm. just like it makes me realize that anybody can be convinced of anything this is why all mm-hmm. fashion's a fraud you're right you know what's interesting though like there's i was going to make the same correlation of fashion you can charge a thousand dollars for a pair of pants and people who like like it can just claim that you know you don't get it you know what i mean i, I get it and you don't get it and that's why we're not the same, right? I, even if I don't buy them, I understand these pants, and that says more about me than it does to you, right? Um, the same thing can't happen with food. Like if I'm buying mm-hmm. a fifty dollar salad, I'm forever an idiot. You know what I mean? No one's gonna be like, you can't be like, oh yeah, it's uh, you just don't get it. It's like, no, dude, does it taste yummy or not? <laughs> That's like kind of it. That's true. <laughs> it's fairly objective. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Like maybe there's a surcharge to eat next to like Victoria's Secret models or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're sitting in like a cool room and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that comes at a cost. Like yeah, I'm paying accent. to not sit next to my Amazon delivery guy. Um, mm-hmm. No shade. But at the same time, it's like there's a there's a kind of a limit there. There's a hard limit on on a salad price point. Yeah, it's like kind of crazy that we all have different minds, but we all kind of have the same tongue, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't even think it's this different, that different with like the mind either, Eric, in the regards to fashion, because people are kind of sheeple, and like you don't like, for example, like you don't need to get it or not get it to like look at like the new Louave collection, be like this pixelated shit is clearly inspired by Roblox, like. Like that doesn't make Jonathan Anderson a creative genius, you know, like Mm. that doesn't mean like you want to buy Minecraft merch from Lueve for 
like seven hundred dollars, like to make yourself Roblox. part of a secret club. Ty, the, the Fortnite Balenciaga hoodie is the steak frites, though. It's worth <laughs> <we're, we're, laughs> We're dabbling with like you commoners, you know, just for fun. True. That's what all it's it is. Teasing. It's, it's teasing. It's teasing. Yeah. It's like, like they do it's that. Like a... <laughs> the, it's like they do that to like so that they can charge more for the stealth wealth version of their clothes. Mm -hmm, exactly. I'm going to pay more so I don't have this stupid logo on my chest. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Smart. Dude, wow, I get is... it now psychology bro it's it's crazy the psychology of fashion is unbelievable and it's subway hilarious. is fashion you know what is fashion subway is also anal sex <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude it's butt stuff <laughs> it's ass it is ass <laughs> subway is ass subway is ass huh Wow. Well, on that note, Eric, I think that's a good place to uh, close out this episode. Le really leave something to... for the readers to think about. The it's a good place to like retire. We, after yeah. 250 episodes, we came to the conclusion that Subway is ass and it no longer needs to be talked about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. We came full circle. I think we said this on the first episode. <laughs> we did. Do, do podcasts ever rebrand? Like, can you take a topic-based podcast and just be like, it's not this topic anymore? It's this now. I don't Has think anyone's happened? ever tried it. Usually they shut it down and start a new venture, but we could hard pivot. I, I've been telling you, like, we should probably be an Aesop podcast from here forward. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. We should totally. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you pitched that idea like two and a half years ago, and it, it just yeah. like, brought me all the way back to like staying in lockdown. <laughs> yeah, I just I'm had sorry. a moment where I was like, oh, fuck. Um, yeah, rough time for humanity. Um, but well, we could go all been, like we could be yeah. an elf bar podcast or like a yeet podcast or whatever you really whatever the kids Something. are inter interested in i would mm -hmm. totally be down to do a ysl free the free ysl podcast it's like cereal mm -hmm. but getting thug off <laughs> Pause. Dude, that'd be sick if we could if we could actually help him through our due diligence in researching mm -hmm. the crime mm-hmm Instead of like the innocence project, it's like the free my man's project. <laughs> yeah, dude. What an interesting way to like get close to an artist you love. Like that's like that whole Demnagram account. Like that dude is now like best friends with Demna because he ma made an Instagram account about him. Yet nobody from Subway HQ wants to sit down with us despite our <laughs> constant attempts. <laughs> They've made a lot of effort to shut us down, but... Luckily, we have some really good lawyers, Ty. Um, mm -hmm. Same lawyer as Gunna, actually. So mm -hmm. we won't be going to jail anytime soon. You best Hell believe no. it. Dude, Hell we are no. walking. That's right. Well, King, this has been fun. <laughs> Thank you for jamming with me, saucing it up. Always happy to jam, even happier to jelly. Mm, I'm hungry. Yo, Ty, you know what the difference between jam and jelly is? Uh, one of them jiggle. <laughs> Never mind. Leave a comment below if you know the answer. <laughs> right, it's, it's been a swell one. Talk to you later. Thanks for asking, everybody. Ciao.